Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to episode 39 of Luke 21 Radio. And today we are transitioning away from 2 Thessalonians 2 and are going to be looking at Romans 11. And somebody might be asking, why are we going from 2 Thessalonians 2 to Romans 11? I didn't even know the epistle to the Romans had biblical prophecy in it. Well, it does. Just to give you a recap, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, St. Paul said, let no one deceive you, certain signs, certain things, important things have to occur before the second coming, the parousia of Jesus Christ. There would be a great apostasy and worldwide rebellion. There'd be a man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, proclaiming himself to be God. He would be performing counterfeit signs and wonders, and the world will basically lose their common sense and their reason as a strong delusion comes over them. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and in one paragraph, we had several episodes on 2 Thessalonians 2, but one paragraph from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 675, summarizes that chapter. Now, Romans 11 is like a continuation of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in that Romans 11 contains one additional, extremely important prophetic event that must precede the second coming, the coming of the Lord. And this momentous event taught in Romans 11 is very often overlooked. So what I want you to be able to do is if you put together those first dozen verses of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and Romans chapter 11, you basically have the scheme of the major events that occur before the second coming. Now, let me kind of outline for you what's going on in Paul's epistle to the Romans. In Acts chapter 18, we read that Paul has left Athens and come to Corinth, Greece. And in Acts 18 verse 2, it says, a Jew named Aquila lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius, Claudius was the emperor, had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. Here's what happened. The Jewish Christians and the Jews who didn't convert to Christianity were at each other's necks and were creating quite a stir in Rome. And so to calm things down, the emperor just kicked all the Jews out of Rome. And two of those Jewish Christians named Aquila and Priscilla joined St. Paul in Corinth and they teamed up, they were tent makers, so they made tents to support themselves and evangelized Corinth, Greece, okay? Now, we move from Acts 18 to Romans 16, and at the end of this epistle to Romans, St. Paul extends greetings to different people, and he says, greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. So now, these Jewish Christians that have been expelled from Rome that we read about in Acts 18 are now Romans 16 back in Rome. And what had happened in the meantime, the Jewish church, because most of the very first converts were, 
were Jews, and Paul went to the Jews and then transitioned to the Gentiles. But the Jewish church in Rome, while the Jews had all been expelled, had transitioned to a mostly Gentile church. And now the Jews are a minority. And the two groups in the church were kind of at each other. But the question that came up, and it's a huge question, which Romans chapter 11 tries to answer, what's happened to the Jews? I mean, the Messiah was a Jewish Messiah, the promises to Abraham. Abraham was the father of the Jews, and now it's the Gentiles embracing this Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, and and the Jews, by and large, are now a minority. Has God rejected his people? St. Paul begins Romans 11, says, no, he hasn't rejected them because, first of all, I'm a Jew, and I believe in Jesus, and God has left a remnant, but not the majority of Jews are embracing the Messiah. Now, initially, and some of the Jews were a little slow to catch this, just as like we Gentiles are a little slow to catch something we're going to see in a moment. It says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So you see that it is men of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Abraham was justified by faith, believing in God's promises. And because of his faith in God's promises, he became the father of all the men of faith, not just of those who were born the physical descendants of Abraham, but also the Gentiles who had the faith of Abraham are now considered heirs according to the promises made to Abraham. So in other words, the church in this stage of redemptive history is made up of both Gentile and Jew who believe in God's promises like those made to Abraham. Now, Romans chapter 11 has a three-stage primary outline of ancient and modern history that runs from about 2000 BC, that's from the time of Abraham, right until today, 2100 and something AD. Now, what Romans 11 teaches in this three-stage outline is fundamental for understanding God's plan for all of human history. It's kind of sad because it's seldom taught in Catholic schools and colleges. You can graduate with all kinds of knowledge about all kinds of historical events, but if you don't know this, you don't know the fundamental uh, divine plan for human history. And it's just one chapter. In fact, it's a portion of one chapter that we find. Uh, St. Paul says there's three stages in God's plan for humanity. Stage one would be from Abraham, again, 2000 BC, to the coming of Christ, wherever that was, 3 BC, crucified around 30 AD or 33 AD, but roughly Abraham to Christ, a 2,000-year period, and we read about that period in Matthew's genealogy, and stage one, the focus is on the Jews, Abraham being the father of the Jews, and then everything following. Then you have stage two, which I just basically gave you the background that initially the gospel went to Jews in Jerusalem and then the regions nearby Jerusalem and then St. Paul went out and 
went to the Jew first and then started transitioning to preaching to the Gentiles. So stage two, you see this anomaly arise where the Jews are now a minority of those who are believing in the Messiah and thus are sons of Abraham. So stage two is the Gentile period of redemptive history, and that would be from the time of Christ right until today, okay? Then there's stage three, and just as the Jews had maybe a tendency to forget about the Gentiles and the promise that God made to Abraham, because God promised Abraham, he said to Abraham, in you all nations shall be blessed, not just the Jewish descendants, but all nations. And how will that come about? Well, that's what the letter to Galatians is about. It comes about by faith, not by uh, physical birth. It's, it's by the new birth and the Holy Spirit. But stage three, and Gentiles tend to forget this, but it's perhaps one of the critical moments in all of human history. Stage three is the ingathering of the Jews that the Jews will again be active participants in the covenant life with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So stage one, you have Abraham to Christ, the focus is on the Jews. Yes, there's a few Gentile converts, but the focus is on the Jews. Stage two, it's the era that we know of of the Christian church from the time of Christ until today, and that's the focus on the Gentiles. And then stage three, in-gathering of the Jews, so the church is made up of the bulk of the Jewish people, both Jew and Gentile. And St. Paul illustrates this by saying, using an olive tree, and he says, stage one, where the Jews were like natural branches growing on the olive tree, and olive trees are some of the oldest trees in the world. They can live for centuries. Okay, so the Jews were the natural branches, and then St. Paul said the majority were cut off because of unbelief. And then they took wild branches, that's the Gentiles, and grafted these unnatural (laughs) branches, so to speak. They were olive branches, but wild ones, grafted them in to that covenant tree, that that olive tree, and that's when the Gentiles come in. But St. Paul says, "Don't, don't let it go to your head. You're only standing because of the grace and mercy of God and trusting in his grace and promises because there's going to be a time when God is going to again graft in the Jews. And St. Paul says, look, if God can take you, a wild olive branch, Gentiles, and put you into the olive tree, how much easier it is for him to bring the Jews back, the natural branches. And that's exactly what he's going to do. And What I've just shared with you today in this three-stage olive tree, you're going to see next week that it is going to become the basis for some highly revealing Luke 21 Bible study. It is is just totally exciting what we're going to learn on the basis of this three stages of ancient and modern history, the three-stage olive tree, the natural branches, the Jews, the grafted branches, the Gentiles, both branches, Jew and Gentile. Now, I told you at the beginning of this broadcast, there's a section of the Catechism of the Catholic Church that summarizes 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and that paragraph is 674. Now, 
guess what the next paragraph, 675, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church talks about? It summarizes Romans chapter 11, and this is what it says. The glorious Messiah's coming is suspended at every moment of history until its recognition by all Israel. For a hardening has come upon part of Israel in their unbelief toward Jesus. St. Paul echoes, Romans 11, For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? The full inclusion of the Jews in the Messiah's salvation in the wake of the full number of Gentiles will enable the people of God to achieve the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which is God, who is all in all. So, again, to bring this together, St. Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2 was summarizing the key events that have to happen before Christ returns. Every one of these events, the rapture at any moment, folks, say will happen after well, what they call the rapture. And unfortunately, they all happen before. And they also take Romans chapter 11. They do believe there will be an ingathering and a widespread belief of the Jews. But again, it's after the church gets raptured into heaven. No, this is also before. It's the right events. The timeline is just backwards and in direct contradiction to St. Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2, and St. Paul in Romans 11, and a Catechism of the Catholic Church. Two paragraphs you really want to pay attention to, 674 and 675. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 39 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.